Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Cake of Conversation podcast. I'm your host, Jay Vite. Whether you're a loyal listener or this is your first time pressing play on my show, I really appreciate you uh, checking this out. I try not to think too much about it, but it still blows my mind that people take the time to listen to what my guests and I have to say. Obviously, you've seen the title of this episode, so you're already aware that this is part one of a very special edition of Cake and Conversation. It's probably going to be two parts. I doubt I'll have to stretch it to a third part, but I have a whole lot of content that I need to share with you guys. On February 23rd, this was a Sunday, I was fortunate enough to have been a part of the Traveling Cocktails pop-up art event that took place at the Cottonmouth Club in downtown Houston off of North Main Street really close to where U of H downtown is. Organized and put together by one of Houston's best craft cocktail cultivators and godfather to the show, Bash Williams, the event featured talented local artists and served as a gathering place for people to share their love and interest in creative expression in multiple forms. The uh, featured chef was a gentleman who's been barbecuing for family events since the eighth grade. He goes by Chef KP. And in addition to cooking for private events, parties, and exclusive shows, he's the full-time PM chef at the Uptown Hotel located in the Galleria area in Houston. The featured artist is a guy I used to work with. So when I found out he was going to be showing his art at the same event I was going to be at, I knew something special was being produced and put together. His name is Darius Lott, and I don't even need to try hard to sell you on this man's artistic talents. Simply search his name on social media and see for yourself. Besides making awe-inspiring art, he's also a talented competitive dancer. And from April 2nd through April 5th, he's hosting uh, hip-hop dance seminars featuring some of the OGs from the genesis of hip-hop dance. I'm pretty sure he told me the gentleman's name, or the gentleman that coined the phrase hip-hop dance back in the day is going to be there. So it's something to look forward to and check out. The featured craft cultivator was the aforementioned host, Bash Williams. He's produced a few events like this before, and he's always working to share and consume inspirational and unique and fascinating creative content. His specialty is approaching the cultivating process with a palette for flavors that combine to complement each other in a way that you can't find when you order drinks at your neighborhood Chili's or your local Cheers watering hole. Yours truly was invited to record live and bring some of the atmosphere to you guys, the listeners. I was able to record short featured segments with each of the artists. And because I was bouncing around talking and meeting with people, all the people that showed up, I was able to meet and record quick segments with some interesting potential future guests for the show that I hadn't really originally planned on. You know, we didn't know who was going to turn up. And over the course of this two part special edition episode of Cake and Conversation, you'll hear from all the previously mentioned artists you're going to hear from a music producer, a clothing line designer, a traveling celebrity bartender, that OG DJ who paid his dues producing music in California in the early 80s, the owner of the Cottonmouth Club, and someone from the bar industry who was making the huge leap into bar ownership herself. So plenty of talented people that you get to hear from. You'll hear me say throughout the show over and over again, but I just want to thank everyone that showed up. One of the owners of the club, Michael was a great host. The artists that were featured were all awesome. And the cake and conversation godfather himself, Bash Williams, just for giving me the opportunity of a lifetime, being able to socialize and build potential life-changing relationships with the people I met. 
I genuinely look forward to being able to meet up and record with each of these people individually for their own separate shows so we can all learn more about what drives each of them to be successful on their journey. The past few days, just in general, it felt like a constant Christmas morning for me personally. And another reason why is because I finally bought a damn studio quality professional microphone. I've known I needed one from the start, obviously, but I was able to get by just using my computer mic, the internal one, and my phone to record while I was able to save up money and responsibly purchase what I need to make the show sound a little more professional for you guys. There's probably some other stuff I could mention, but I have plenty of content to share with you all and I don't want to go all Joe Rogan on you yet with three hour episodes. The uh, first feature I'm going to play for you guys is with the DJ that was performing at the Cottonmouth Club prior to the event that started at six. His stage name is DJ Big Ra and he hung around after his set and did some badass card tricks to show off as a side talent. After talking with him for two minutes, I knew I needed to pull him aside and record a segment with him. He's rubbed elbows and worked with most of the OG rappers you could name, and he showed me the pictures to prove it. I was pretty blown away. This convo runs for about five minutes, and I can't wait to meet up with him and talk more extensively about his story. So, again, this is DJ Big Ra. I hope y'all enjoy. All right, I'm here with DJ Big Raw right now. We're at the Cottonmouth Club for a pop-up art event. How long you been DJing, man? Oh, man. Um, technically, there was a stop because I worked in the music business for a number of years. But I started DJing 40 years ago. 40 years ago. So yeah. you started when the whole, I don't want to say industry, but maybe the genre of that, like... The genre of hip-hop, yeah. I was I was right there when that happened. What? It was Grandmaster Flash, the first hip-hop concert, man, and... Uh, Sugar Hill, Grandmaster Flash, Funky Four Plus, one more, blah, 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 blah. I'm from Pennsylvania. They came to my town, and I was already buying records as a kid because I had a paper route, and I would spend my money on music and sneakers. And my parents had it set up like my mother had her records, pops had his shit, and neither one of them could touch their own. <laughs> Lord, God forbid if I touch them. Right. So I was buying records, and hip-hop was a new new shit and so when i seen flash i was like i'm gonna do something like him one day so, so flash you say was your first influence then first influence and how old did you say flash. again uh, 12. age-wise 12 years old i was in seventh grade um what was your first i guess equipment that first thing you were able to like when you're scraping together coins what was the first thing you were making music off of uh we was pause mixing tapes i had a panasonic platinum boom box okay so we had to hook wires up i would sneak and use Pop's turntable. Yeah. So it was a 1200, but it was wooden. It was one of the first technique. It was wooden on the sides. It had wood. It, this was before the 12s, like were 12s. And I used to pause mixtapes. I would pause the button and have record on the shit and then go to the next song. And I might pause, like, pop, 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 pop. You know, it might end like, yes. And I would be like, yes, pause. Yes, pause. Yeah, and yes. Yeah, right. so doing the... We the, was pause, mixing tape, cheating, acting like we really mixed that shit. But, yeah, but it's all about perception, too. You were making, oh yeah. you were oh yeah, putting no, content out. So, yeah, my, my first personal equipment was a Radio Shack. I had, no, I had a Gemini first. I had a Gemini mixer, and it had wooden sides. Yeah. Then we got a, a realistic mixer, a little Radio Shack 
four channel, six channel. Hey, we worked our way up. No, early 80s. Early 80s, okay. Then, you know, we got our way up to a GLI mixer. I seen Malcolm McLaren's album cover that Buffalo Gal shit, and they had a long GL. So we found a GLI mixer, and, you know, so that was the first early stuff, man. So you're from Pennsylvania. I'd spent a little bit of time. Pittsburgh, okay, because I lived for a little bit as a youngster in Erie, Pennsylvania. So when you said Pennsylvania, I know about Erie, man. What uh, brought you out to Houston then? Um, the need for food, clothing, and shelter. When my mother said, look, in high school, I was getting a name for myself, too. So in high school, I'm, I'm, I'm DJing for real now. Establishing you know? yourself. And we, we had to move to Houston. Her job, you know, she got a little severance and left her. Like, you know, the steel industry was closing down. Houston uh, was booming in the 80s, man. So we came sure. down here. My older brother was already going to Texas Southern University. He was like, Mom, move to Texas. So she left. And I'm at my grandmother's for the summer. I'm thinking, oh, I got the, just me and grandma? Great. June 14th, I'll never forget it, man. I hear my name being called. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yep, come on, we already packed your shit. I was like, huh? Yeah, I was out of there, just oh, like that. No notice. No notice. I had a little girlfriend. Jeez, I kind of, no notice. It was just get in the car. Shit was packed, and we were out. Ooh, that's crushing. Were yeah, you, I was you, were resent, resentful for a little bit at the time, or a little I, bratty about it, or understood? I, I kind of understood, but at the same time, I was like, man, it's some bullshit. Yeah. And we came to Houston. It was like Jerry Curl's Prince, Moore's Day in the Time, <laughs> no hip-hop. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it was kind of... It made me stand out, though. And in that time, the city was booming. So you had a lot of influx of Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Like, Diverse. Yeah, the whole Midwest, East Coast shutdown of certain industries, man. It's, so a lot of people came here. So there was a few of us, like, we kind of galvanized and we was familiar with hip-hop. We created crews, but, yeah. Okay, you said you, uh, you DJ full-time all the time. You do just different events each week. Or how often do you, if somebody wanted to book you for an event, how far in advance would they need to book you? I got to look at my calendar, it okay. de- and it depends on the day of the week. A lot of my weekends are booked, but, you know, what books me is a half of a deposit. Okay. You cash app that deposit. Cash money get, talks, of And course. you're getting scratched on the calendar. And right. I do a lot of stuff out of town as well, so. Okay, cool. My calendar is I definitely, for sure, because I'm doing quick segments, and I'm definitely planning on having you on for a, like, a specific no doubt. episode. You got me anytime, and we could talk about, like, I'm not a hip-hop DJ. Right. I'm a hip-hop cultural. My culture it's for hip-hop. DJing is hip-hop, but musically... Yeah, sit me in any continent, and I'm good. Yeah, any continent. Versatile. Electronic rock, EDM. Um, well, I said electronic. Uh, salsa, merengue, bachatas, reggae. Any, yeah, any form. Which is you, important here in Houston with that. Yeah, with, with, yeah. Right. International as hell. I got to change record. You're good. I appreciate <laughs> you, brother. Thanks again to DJ Big Ra for giving me a few minutes of his time. The next guest I have lined up for all you listeners is the artist who had his work on display at the event, Darius Lott. From August of 2019 until about 30 weeks ago, I worked with Darius at BJ's Brewhouse in Pearland, Texas. He's one of the servers up there, uh, specifically during daytime. If you're ever in the area, ask for him. Uh, When you first meet Darius, He comes across as maybe introverted and antisocial, but not in a negative hermit-like way, but more so in a not-gonna-waste-your-time-with-small-talk type way, which is something I appreciate in a person. Once you get him talking about his his art, however, he's an open book, and it's when his personality shines brightest when you see the excitement on his face. He specializes in transitional and movement art, 
as well as portrait art with, in my opinion, had kind of a modern and bold touch with a lot of the colors and shading that he uses. He's also a competitive hip hop dancer. And the first time I actually saw a video of him dancing, my mouth dropped to the floor because I had no clue that the quiet guy who keeps to himself at work also doubled as a guy who can dance like he was cast in the movie You Got Served. Darius and I recorded the segment right as people were showing up to the event. So it only runs about two minutes, but it serves as a nice appetizer for what's to come on a future episode when we have more time to sit down and really explore more of his story. Well, once again, here's gifted Houston artist Darius Lott. All right, so I'm here with Darius Lott, Houston-based artist. Uh, how long you been an artist, buddy? How long you been doing this? Um, I've been doing about eight years now, coming along. So when did you? When was the light bulb moment where you realized, man, I got an interest in this, and I'm really good at it? Well, I've been doing it for like pretty much all my life, but I pretty much got serious like eight years ago, and. I, to be honest, it was just like, I want to push this further. I want to see how far I can get with it. And so people started liking my content. So I was like, you know what? I got to start with something. Pursue it. And just push it. Right. So. so we're at the Cottonmouth Club tonight for a pop-up art event. Have you done shows like this before or first time? Uh, this is my first time, actually. So yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really, like, really like network and talk to people. Get to and meet really see people. what they think of my work. So. Yep. So how would you describe your art in particular? At least it's on display tonight. Um... There, it's, I got multiple versions of it. Some of the some of the pieces are inspired by like songs that I love that I grew up listening to. Some are um, influenced by music. I mean, like movement, because I'm also a dancer as well. So I always want to capture that moments, you know, those particular moments. Um, and some are just pieces that I just enjoy. I think what people like will love and think they're thought provoking and stuff like that. Okay. Know? How would you say about how much time a day do you spend cultivating your art? At least eight hours a day every single day pretty much yeah so you know long like you know work during the day and then long night hours working on art man all right so to see where you've come now from where you started there's 15 year old artists out there 20 year old artists what's some words of advice for somebody that wants to get started or maybe pursue uh don't stop like once you start from day one just practice every single day you know you might not see the like every day you might not see the progress but over the long span you'll definitely see it i mean a year ago, I thought my work was like, eh. I mean, like, I thought I was doing good a year ago. And then looking back at it now, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I've progressed so much more than I thought I would. You get to take pride in it. Yeah, man. Yep. It's awesome. All right. Well, we got people coming in the door, so we're going to get set, finish getting set up and get ready for the event. Thanks for uh, being on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Be sure to follow Darius Lott on social media as he's consistently putting out his daily art projects. And if you're a fan of original art, which I'm sure you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to love this guy. The next convo I'm going to play for you all is with a guest from the event who happens to be a music producer, ghostwriter, rapper, and audio engineer. I was making my rounds at the event, introducing myself to people. And I ran into this gentleman named Zay. His production company is Ballheaded Productions. There's no D in bald. And if you're one of the numerous rappers or musicians in general looking to have your work remastered and taken to a professional album quality sound, check out this man's work online and on social media. He's from Louisiana, and for lack of a better term, his day job is as a kickboxing instructor. He started to realize that a lot of people from his area preferred butter and roux over 
worrying about staying in shape. And in, uh, so yeah, so then he moved to Houston for just a better career opportunity. The convo I have for you now is around five minutes long, and you're starting to see the trend of just providing you guys with enough of a sample to hopefully garner interest in future episodes. Zay is very charismatic and articulate with his viewpoint, and he's full of contagious, excitable energy. He's a great example of the type of vibes I like to surround myself with, especially while I'm on this journey of building and a creative collective. And I'll stop dragging this out. So here's my segment with Zay from Bowheaded Productions. Before I get to my conversation with Zay, um, I'm sure you guys noticed if you've listened before, I normally start every episode with an ad read for Anchor, uh, the one sponsor for my show. Uh, but I've heard some feedback, and after doing some research, I learned that I'm just going to put this thing in the middle of the episodes now. It kind of helps with the revenue for me, and it helps with exposure for other ads. So just to be transparent and open with you guys. Yeah, before I get to the combo with Zay, I'm going to do a quick ad read. So thanks for sticking around. I want to take a minute to tell everyone about the app that helps make this show possible. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Most importantly, it's free. I always got to lead with that. If you're new to podcasting and feel a little intimidated by the whole process, Anchor doesn't charge you a dime to set up an account, so it's a great app to use while you get your feet wet. You also don't have to be an audio engineer to produce your own show. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone, tablet, or computer. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in your bedroom, fit into your closet if you can, go into a garage. You don't always have to have a fancy studio to uh, make a podcast happen. You really just need something you're passionate about and a chance to click record. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spreaker, Overcast, and many other platforms. You don't have to go log into each account and submit an RSS feed. Anchor takes care of that for you. Not only is Anchor free, but you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've been doing this show for 10 months and I've already been able to quit full time at my day job and just work part time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy to use place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Remember, it's Anchor, 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 like from a boat. All right, so I'm here with Zay right now, and you're into music producing, correct? Yes, Bowhead to be exact, but yeah, Zay is the government name. Okay. the only one that could call me that. I got you. <laughs> and you said Bowhead, spell it out. B-A-L-H-E-A-D. Okay. No D. There's no D into it. No D so into it. So when you it. say Bow, you got to say it like your Bowhead. Bowhead. Bow- yes! Yeah. Yes, you got it, Yes, yes, you got cool. it. So what do y'all do specifically then? Music producer, rapper, songwriter, engineer, uh, audio engineer, so I'm really in charge of making people sound radio quality before they even get to the radio before they put it on the CD I'm the person that you get in contact with to make sure your shit is A1 before it sounds trash Trash. you yeah. were telling me a little earlier we were talking you're from Louisiana what brought you to Houston well uh, 
Well, my first endeavors were uh, I was trying to personal train, but everybody in Louisiana, as you know, loves to eat. We yeah. like to cook. We cook everything. We cook your grandmama, a possum, an alligator. We don't give a damn. And there's butter in all of it, too. And yeah. there's butter and there's Tony Sacheries and everything, everything. So you get it, fam. But I, once I realized people in Louisiana were not, you know, trying to be on the uh, fit side, not saying that there aren't anybody, but majority of the people, nah, we love to drink, we love to party, and that's just not the lifestyle incorporated with that. I moved to Houston. I knew Houston would have more opportunities as far as, like, entrepreneurship. That's definitely one of the biggest things for me, entrepreneurship. I uh, basically do be whoever I wanted to be in Houston. It's not so conservative. I'm not saying Louisiana is conservative because they're not by any means. They're right. very open. But as far as opportunities goes, you can either be an offshore rigger, you could be a oil rigger, or you could be a lawyer, doctor, but engineer of some kind. Some shit like that. I didn't want to be none of those. I wanted to be a yeah. personal trainer. Then that shit, I'm still a personal trainer. As a matter of fact, I'm a kickboxing trainer when I'm not music producing, so I teach people how to fight. Okay. But yeah, that's where it basically got me over to Louisiana, change the scenery. Um, just more opportunities and change the scenery and that fresh start, basically. How old were you when you realized that light bulb moment where you're like, man, I got kind of a talent for music, for rapping? For- oh, dude, it started at uh, 20, I want to say 25, 26. Oh, so that's a little later, I guess, in comparison to some oh, people. Oh, dude, yeah, start- but uh, the thing is, I was adaptable and I was able to, like, catch on really fast because, I mean, I would, my best advice for people that's trying to find a new talent, anything that's really, like, you know, that piques your interest, make sure you're really invested in it personally. Not just like business-wise, because once you do it business-wise, it's all about money. And money comes and goes. And when it don't come, then you feel some type of way about whatever the hell that you're going through and you want to give up. Focus on everything that makes you passionate, because your passion is what's going to be your paycheck later on, believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's go about it like that. Don't ever think that, you know, business has to just be business. Business starts off personal, then it becomes business whenever you know the business behind the person. Right. Makes sense. I like to say you just put content out. Mm. Especially with me starting this off, some of it's a little raw and rough around the edges, but I'm putting content out, and then you learn from that. Yes. If you spend a lot of time, like, with your mixing music for people, you can second-guess yourself or critique it all you want. You can consistently change little things at a time. Yes. At a certain point, you got to be like, nope, I'm putting this out. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what the feedback is, and we'll learn and grow from that, and I'm going to start working on new content while they're digesting this old content. I'm glad you said that, because at the end of the day, a lot of artists, when they first start out recording with me, they're, like, very indecisive about what... Like, just for example, um, producers, we compile a lot of takes before, like, we say, okay, this is the best line, this is the best bar, whatever. We will make you say, I guess, a 16, about five or six times before we come out and say... Some people do it more. Me, I like to lower it down to six or five because, I mean, the more and more you rap, it's like a sport. You're going to get tired the more reps you do. Burnout, you know, it's maybe. like practice, yeah. So what I, I try to keep it at a minimum with the best work. With that being said, don't go wear yourself out on some shit. Really know, like, don't be indecisive. Really know what you want, how you want your shit to sound. But really perform your stuff. So with that being said, I tell people all the time, don't take it, take it serious, but don't wear yourself out on the shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because when you do that, then it becomes, it's starting to feel like a job. A lot of times jobs are overwhelming, not the passion, the art. You know what I'm saying? If it's art, you got to love it. So, yeah. Yeah. So if somebody wants to book you or find you, where can we find you social media-wise? Dude, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> you can find me on uh, Instagram. It's uh, Ballhead, uh, Ballhead X, B-A-L-H-E-A-D-X. I can't believe I'm trying to like think about spilling that. But you were yeah. able to get that without having to add a number or anything either, though. It's no, kind of it's lit- I'm the only person named Ballhead X. Yes, by all oh. means, contact me through uh, email, message- messaging, uh, social media, whatever the case may be. Awesome. I'm literally Ballhead X on uh, Instagram, Ballhead Beats, uh, same way how you spelled Ballhead before. Anything on Spotify or? Everything is on Spotify. Okay, perfect. B-A-L-H-E-A-D. Just search that up awesome. and you're going to find Ballhead. Cool. Uh, like I've been telling everybody else, I mean, this is a little quick segment to help get the word out. I definitely plan 
on having you as a, like a featured guest on a certain week. We oh, can man. dive I'm into more the than details. Happy to have yeah. You come. What, what, how, tell me to come through, and I will happily yes. come through. Yes, I appreciate you, brother. Of course, man. I had no clue I was going to run into and meet someone who has access to studio time, who also considers himself to be an audio engineer. So I know for sure I'm going to cross paths with Zay again and hopefully have him on as a guest on a future episode. I'd also love to learn a little bit about how to kickbox since he's a kickboxing instructor. Uh, The final guest that I'm going to feature on part one of this special episode of Cake and Conversation is another guest who showed up to support the event. We have a mutual friend, Caitlin, who introduced us. I used to work with Caitlin at Bar Louie, the same place I met Bash at. So we all kind of know of each other. And uh, she was super excited to have the chance to talk about her ongoing endeavor. That's Caitlin's friend, um, Ashley Nicole. She's uh, been in the bar industry going on 10 years now, similar to me who has roughly, you know, 12 years of experience. She told me she knew around three years into the industry that she wanted to own and run her own bar. And the timing is finally perfect for her to make that huge, exciting leap forward. She wants to serve as an inspiration for others in the industry that you don't have to limit yourself to just a waiter or waitress or only a bartender. Not that those jobs aren't well-respected and you can obviously make a great living doing them. But if your goals are to be an owner one day yourself, she has the experience and is paying the dues that is required in order to be successful. And she wants to pass that knowledge down. The name of her spot is going to be Urban Social, and she's aiming for it to have a a lounge vibe, very relaxed atmosphere, and hopefully be recognized as a home away from home for people near the area. It's gonna be located off Wesleyan in Richmond, and she's hoping to have it opened and ready to roll in the next six months or so. Ashley was a breeze to speak with, and our conversation goes for almost 10 minutes. And I love to see the excitement in her eyes as she talked about her overall plans and goals. I mean, we easily could have talked longer. I could have talked longer with everybody, but her specifically, she was very excitable. I can't uh, wait for her spot to be opened so I can record with her again on location and check in to get an update on how everything is going. I'd like to, to keep track, keep tabs on her. Once again, here's my segment with Ashley Nicole, owner of Urban Social in Houston. So I'm here with Ashley Nicole, Ashley Nicole at the Cottonmouth Club, and I heard from a mutual friend, Caitlin, that you're opening up a bar soon. I am opening up a bar soon, and I'm very excited about it. It's your first time opening up a spot? It's my first time engaging in the entrepreneur role. Just in general, sure. specifically this industry, too. In general, outside of being a bartender, because bartending essentially is entrepreneurship, but this is my first time engaging in full separation from other humans, execution, Creation, all the things, yeah. So what's really the name? Of the, what's the name of the spot? Gonna Urban be? Social. Urban Social. So it's gonna be like kind of a lounge, cafe, pub, grill. It's gonna be a lounge, essentially, um, 100%. There is going to be lots of food options around, but I'm not going to provide food. It's really okay. about kind of creating a home away from home. Um, extensive cocktail menu. A couple of TVs in case you want to watch the news or sports, but that's not the goal. The right. goal is really for you to create a home away from home. 
because people like to drink, but it's better to drink together than to drink Socialize. alone. Socialize, yeah, yeah, it's the culture. So you're talking yeah. about extensive cocktails. We're talking like craft cocktails with egg whites, all kinds of homemade syrups, stuff like that. Homemade or... syrups, no egg whites. I hate egg whites. Okay, so that's a personal thing. I respect it, but I don't like it. Right. So I'm um, like to creating level cocktails that have levels to them, but not necessarily craft because I am intentionally, in, intentionally wanting speed. Okay. I want my, my staff to be able to execute quickly, but deliciously. So no slow gin fizzes then, at least. We're not doing okay, slow good. anything. Yeah, I've always, I could never do the craft cocktail part of it. Like, I always respect that thing, but... I respect it very much, and so I think hard. that my, my fellow industry mates that do craft, I, I commend them. They yeah. are a special breed. I have only been successful in the speed, so right. my ideas are geared towards executing great levels at a high volume, not necessarily egg whites. Egg whites, right. <laughs> that so, takes too long. Right. We, we want you to enjoy it, but we don't want you to spend... Ten minutes waiting. No. What no, was no, the no. light bulb moment for you when you were like, okay, I'm opening this bar. Let's make it happen. Um, to be honest, I started doing this 10 years ago. This is my 10th year okay. being behind the bar. And I knew in my third year that that's what I wanted. I started creating notes and I started making plans. And then recently, the light bulb moment was my dad. My dad was like, hey, this is what we're doing. Okay. And I was like, okay. And so we started looking and then here we are. So there it's honestly it's just about... Um, Planning and opportunity meeting one another at the strangest time, yeah, but the you best never know. time. The You're okay time. with all the pressure and stress that's going to come? 24-7, 28-7 job. I'm 100% okay with it because um, that's the way that I live my yeah. life. <laughs> I like pressure. I'm very passionate also, yes. That is probably the most driving factor here is that I'm looking forward to training and I'm looking forward to... Um, being what other people have been for me to other people because I can continue to capital, capitalize where I am but yeah, so I'm learned. ready for that next, next step step of giving a gift to someone else because I think like I was really really blessed to be trained and nurtured and you know yeah. It, it's not really existing these days in this industry. Most people get stuck behind the bar, and I don't want that to be the narrative of my fellow bartenders. I want them to know, like, yeah, I started where you were, and I want to give you this gift, and then I hope that you can do what I'm going to do right now, Branch which won't be it. easy. No, it's never easy. But it's easy. going to happen. People think, Absolutely. People think, Absolutely. oh, you own a bar or a restaurant, you're rich, you're super successful, you no, get a vacation. you're and taking that's, a risk. Yeah, huge risk. Because the margins taking, are so small. I am taking a risk, and I yep. am so excited that I get to take it, honestly. You get that goosebump feeling or those butterfly feelings, right? Just I talk get about the throw-up feeling. The throw-up feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling of, okay, I got to get on my computer, and I got to crunch numbers, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. But I know that at the end of the day, it's really just about that relationship. So yeah. I look forward to creating relationships with my staff and people I've never met engaging and multiplying on the relationships that I already have. So. Yeah, you got to be able to find, you got to surround yourself with people that can cover your weakest spot, you know, or be able to have that trust in somebody, which is a huge factor in this industry is the trust aspect of it. You know, like if I'm not there, making sure the numbers look good and making sure nobody, you know, you know the industry. So. It's, it's really scary. Um, but I definitely think that my character and what I'm looking for and my staff and hiring, I'm hoping 
that I will be able to use my discernment to choose the right candidate for what I'm looking for um, in terms of growth because again I've doing I've been doing this for 10 years and this is all I've ever wanted so and you, you always it's a small step but it's a bit a really big jump yeah big jump but the small steps you just gotta keep laying one brick one brick one brick and all of a sudden you got a house out of nowhere You're and like, oh. each employee is a brick yeah for sure each employee is a brick and I want them to whomever I choose I want them to know like this is a I was a brick and I want you to be one too want you to be one look too look at me yeah <laughs> I'm a brick building a house so where's the location it's on Westland and Richmond. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with that area. It's coming off, through like, in a few Richmond months. Area, so. Yeah. Um, it's it's essentially going to be a neighborhood, like I said, living room vibe. Not trying to create anything crazy or overly. Do you want to do like live music or karaoke or anything like that? Or um, honestly, I wanted to create a an identity of its own, but my goal is. The cocktail menu and my staff that's my okay. goal and then eventually big picture you kind of have an idea big of picture, i want two or three of these i want to franchise it one day or big something. picture is a big picture i don't think any artist starts painting and knows what it's going to look like yeah you just start an analogy and that reminds me of one of my favorite authors stephen king and i was reading one he has a book called on writing where it's part memoir and part like con constructive stuff and one analogy he uses is people that are looking for fossils you dig and you get that first part of the bone, but you don't know what you're gonna find, and you just you keep really digging just a little know. bit at a time. Yeah, you it's really about don't know. dig and dig and dig. Yeah, for me, it's just about getting enjoying the process, um, taking one step at a time. And I think even with the identifying what my establishment's going to be, I can't really say. I know what I want to create on a base level, but I I don't know what it's gonna grow into. What it'll turn into. I know that meet. whatever it's going to be, I will be prepared to handle it, and I will maximize that. I will. Yeah, it's going to be organic. I want it to be organic. Okay, organic's a good word to use. Organic is the word. It's the only word because the organism itself is going to be there. Yeah. And then what the what the area decides will be what the area decides and then what I use what I do from that information well, well, at least you're, so. you're open-minded with it then, so you're willing to adapt a little bit if you need to. Instead of coming in, this is how it's going to be, this is how it's got to be, oh, yeah. whatever. It's either oh, going to yeah. work or it's not. You're like, no, we're going to make this work, and we're going to adapt when we have to. Yeah, we're going to make it work. So if people want to follow along or like follow your journey, how can people find you on social media? So right now, I'm ashleynicole.htx, A-S-H-L-E-Y, N-I-C-O-L-E, period, H-T-X. Um, in the coming months, I'll open up my business page, but right now, it's going to be not open <laughs> all right i'm still cultivating and still fine-tuning and being diligent with the vision but it's coming for sure that's cool i'm excited and I'm really excited about it yeah i'm glad i got to meet you so i can stay in touch with you and then hopefully follow along on your journey and we can have another conversation you know have your own little guest episode where it's all you on the you full can thing do your and episodes at, at my the spot. Yep. establishment at urban social yeah that's what i was wanting to get at we I'm go there and record so excited and i'll be like man i knew her six months ago when we was putting it all together and i get to see her now and then even like five years from now I'll follow up on it again and just <laughs> yeah. follow the whole journey and I'm hella logical, but I am excited. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm just really logical, and I'm really trying to be, you know, patient with all the things. I want to enjoy every single moment. I don't want to get ahead of myself in any way. Okay. So. Well, it was great having you on, Ashley. Nice I'm really you. happy to talk to you as well. It was mm -hmm. a pleasure. Yes, ma'am. Thank, Thank you. you. What's up? Uh, my mom was out there.
pick a shift yeah. up he's, once a week. Okay. And yeah. you can do your podcast while you work. Oh, uh, man. This is why, this is the whole point. Even, like, if you just meet one person from doing an event like this, you know, it makes it all worth it. And, and, and again, like we didn't 12. get to talk about this on your podcast, but in real life for me, like, I've been really, really blessed to be myself behind the bar and create genuine relationships. I have, honestly, over 100 regulars. Mm-hmm. I know what they drink. I know their wives, their mamas, mm-hmm. their kids. Like, I have customers that ask me, can I bring my dinner? Once again, I want to give a huge thanks to Ashley for taking some time to step away from the event and to tell us a little bit about the bar that she plans on opening in the near future. Houston has a great <clears throat> Houston has a great bar and restaurant culture and vibe and scene, and I'm sure Urban Social will fit right in and also stand out in the community, especially with her in charge. As far as featured guests go for part one of the special episode that covers everyone that I wanted to showcase and highlight I recorded with 10 people total and I took the time to map out and kind of plan the order in which I presented the guests part two of the special will feature segments with chef KP bow tie designer Emmanuel celebrity bartender Ed my brother who served as the bouncer and door guy for the event which was badass uh, Jordan Michael, the owner of the Cottonmouth Club, is also going to be featured for a segment. And last, but certainly nowhere near the least, the godfather himself and the reason this whole event popped off to begin with, Bash Williams, will round out the um, guests for part two. Putting these episodes together has been my favorite project to work on so far, and I consider this a rebirth, so to speak, of the Cake in Conversation podcast. One particular goal I have is to move hosting sites from Anchor to an internet radio station or podcast network. There's a lot of details behind the scenes being worked out as each day passes, and I'm beyond grateful for every opportunity that's been presented to me. I don't take it for granted, and I'm super proud of how far this show has come in under three months' time. I can't even begin to imagine where this show will be in even just a year's time, and I get butterflies and goosebumps just thinking about it. I know the last uh, last week I didn't actually have an episode, and it's the first week I missed since I started. But a lot of work went into putting together these special edition episodes. And last week I probably had a little too much on my plate with my other jobs. I kind of just overdid it. I mean, definitely over 80 hours worth between both of the shows, uh, the media company, and then my bartending job. It was a hectic schedule. Uh, But thanks again for pressing play and checking out my show. If you like what you hear and you want to help cover the production costs that mainly consists of desserts and gas money, you can help support Cake and Conversation by clicking the link on each show page. I do monthly raffles giving away Visa gift cards to everyone who supports. So uh, join now for your chance to be a part of the March 1st drawing. I'm not going to wait another week to drop part two of the episode. I'm going to take a small break now and uh, eat some grilled pork chops that my brother and his friend have been preparing. And I'm gonna enjoy a nice blunt break to help unwind for a bit. Be on the lookout for part two later tonight. And honestly, since these episodes aren't totally time sensitive and you guys listen whenever you can, maybe by the time you're checking this out, both episodes will be ready for you to consume back to back. One more time, thanks again, everyone. I really appreciate it. I mean, it means a lot. I say it all the time, it blows my mind that people follow along with me. You can follow the show on Instagram at cake underscore and underscore conversation. 
and search Facebook for Kegan Conversation and give me a like if you haven't already. Also, if anybody's interested in helping me run social media a little better because I'm terrible at it, shoot me a message and maybe we can work something out. Leave me a voice message on the show link if you want, and maybe you can be a part of a future episode, just like my friend Louie was two weeks ago with his little shout out at the end. I thought that was awesome. Just uh, send out positive vibes, people, and positive vibes will be returned. That's how this universe shit works. Squeeze your loved ones until they turn blue. Support your local artists, not just with money, but with attention and consideration, because we really appreciate it. Enjoy your day or evening, and you'll hear from me soon.